0: We all know that cars mean traffic, errands, and budgets.
1: But they should also represent freedom and fun. Join us as we work to find everyone a car they'll love. I'm Paul. I'm Todd. And this is the
0: Everyday Driver Car Debate. We were shooting yet another Fast Blast today. Uh, Yes, we were. were. We we talked last podcast about that Acura MDX, so we're covering it Fast Blast style. And uh, Paul and I are so conditioned to shoot things at a certain level. <laughs> you put a camera in our hand and a half hour goes by, and it's like we're, we were supposed we're to shoot this, simple. this thing. So, anyway, yeah. so that's coming soon. Yeah. I've also got a long term on the Lancer that I'm actually going to come out with now. I shot it a long time ago and then it got stolen and then I shot it again. <laughs> and now the TV episodes are done editing, so I can actually do this stuff. So, that's coming. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, you've got some long term stuff happening. I've got that. Uh, let me think. That's, yeah, I need the
1: expedition done.
0: Yeah, the Spectrum of the- Sacrifice piece on the Lotus oh, is yeah, coming right. as well. Right. It, what's nice is I shot that before there was snow. By the time I get it done, there'll be no more snow. It'll, it'll see. Current, <laughs> we're just be waiting
1: for the snow to melt so we can pull our cars out of the driveways and actually go drive them. Because my, my Lotus, it's specifically, up. it is. It I is. think the big melt is finally upon us. We'll see. The, well, but the, the temperatures are going up over the next week. It's it looks good. But see
0: now, see now, I'm worried about the great flood. <laughs> this is the, we're, we've swapped problems. Your, your Don't get me wrong; it might flood. Don't get me wrong. I, I really have not complained about the snow. It's been awesome skiing and actually decent oh, yeah. driving in in the Lancer. But uh, hi, yeah. welcome to the podcast. Happy Tuesday to all of you. Uh, thank you for the many of you that responded to our of all things CUV episode that just just aired on That's Velocity. Right. Well, That's Velocity right. now Motor Trend. I still think of it as Velocity, but it is Motor Trend. It's
1: fully Motor it's Trend. All the same thing. Yes. 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 For but sure.
0: thank you to all of you that have watched that. We are uh, making masters for the web. Uh, our intention is that those will be up on Amazon and Vimeo before the month of March is out. We will keep you, of course, very informed. And that will be all seven going live at once. And while we're teasing, mm. episode seven is our <laughs> lemons racing episode for the year. And I am so excited for everybody to see this because it it's is, different. It's,
1: it's it's different. It's an
0: adventure. Just, just go. Yeah. Just
1: you know what? Yeah.
0: Grab your beverage of choice and go on an odd adventure with us. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> we'll talk about that again on on Friday's podcast because it is coming up this week, which is very, very cool.
1: Yes, we cannot let a podcast go by without thanking our very generous sponsors, Covercraft yes. and Gria's Garage. Covercraft is the title sponsor for the show. We couldn't do it without both of these companies. They've been very generous to us, and they they're being generous to you guys too. Ten mm-hmm. percent mm-hmm. off of you use the Everyday Driver code at checkout. That's the promo code Everyday. So just use every day, and you'll get ten percent off your order. Works both places. Great.
0: great product. We were using that MDX today, and I was making a joke about the fact that all the seats are that really nice Alcantara, and it just I, one of those cars. opened oh, yeah, the door, and I was just right. like, uh, even snow fell in on it. It's like, no, 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 don't bother the seats. <laughs> that that definitely needs uh, like a super backseat absorbent.
1: cover, something. It just I, sucks it's, in yeah. all
0: the. Yeah. Apparently, Alcantara works and doesn't get terrible, but it's just something about something that looks like suede, and then a big drop of snow falls <laughs> and I'm kind
1: of like, no, don't do that. Brush it off But quick. anyway, yeah. Yes. All right. Well, we've got a pretty cool topic Tuesday. This question is based on a longer email from Kevin King in, in Queens, New York. He has been uh, definitely engaging with us, Kevin. Thank you so much for the question. Yeah, it's cool. the The overarching theme here is vulnerable species, and I kind of <laughs> repositioned this as the life cycle of cars from when they're brand new to in the middle. Are they going back up in value? Are they mm-hmm. worth investing in? Are they worth owning? To all the way to you know how old do they have to get before they're lemons, or maybe they become extinct without ever you've, becoming lemons cars. You've or never seen one. They anymore. just disappear. Yeah. Now. Kevin gave us a lot of categories. First of all, the cars that were least concerned about going anywhere. Things like WRXs, GTIs, Mm, mm -hmm, mm Miatas, 86s, Caymans, Corvettes, the Foci, and the Fiesta STs. They're just around. We're not concerned for the rest of time these cars are always going to be available to purchase. Mm -hmm. But then what about the vulnerable categories and the endangered species categories all the way up to critically endangered and finally extinct?
0: (laughs) Cars you never (laughs) see. I do like this. You know, actually this reminds me of when we had our recent trip to L.A. I was struck by Obviously, we're changing climates, and we're changing parts of the country massively when we go from here, Park City, where we are, Salt Lake area. We go from yes, winter yes. to what's what's weather down in Southern California. And I see a decent number of 86s. That's the FRS or BRZ. I see a decent number here, like, like a consistent number. Mm-hmm. But sure, in Southern California, sure. I swear I saw one on almost every stoplight. They're very popular there. The Model 3s are too. There's well, a lot yes, of those. Yes, yes, yes. But it's I was a just, new game. It's it,
1: Punch Model 3.
0: No, you, you and I started with, on one of our commutes around Los Angeles. We were going to the west side from, uh, from the valley, for those of you that know LA. About a third of the way into the drive, So we, like, we didn't think of it when we started. About a third of the way into the drive, we just thought, without like trying too hard, how many Model 3s will we see between here and we get to where
1: we're going on the west side? <laughs>
0: we got to 30.
1: You and just we, have to we stop counting, and at we some weren't point. even trying hard. Yeah, yeah. There, and there's place that was just the route we were on. Not to mention the rest of LA and all the oh, rest no, no. of the freeways. That's the whole point. That was just what we That's saw. That's the whole point. That's just you uh, see them. And, yeah. and, and
0: and we were careful to not count the one that kept going beside us. Uh, you know, because traffic rubber bands, right? Right. The white one it, that was about, right off effect. our shoulder that kept going by, and then yeah. by, he did not get counted more than once. We saw thirty Model Threes. <laughs> Insane. So anything you can imagine, there are multiple there. But I was surprised by the number of 86s. I was just like, yeah, it's a great market for that.
1: Yeah, yeah. People have discovered them. I hope they're discovering the great driving roads along with them. Well, yeah, hopefully. But, not not uh, just commuting
0: them. I, I mean, I would commute them, but it, but still, you've got to take them on back yeah. road.
1: Yeah, cool car. Well, that definitely is in the category of the least concerned cars. And yeah, again, I want to caveat this. Kevin, your email was great because we could talk about obscure alphas from the 60s. That, no, no, no. Yeah. These, these have to yeah. be the usual suspects, the cars that you and I would recommend, the sports cars, mm. the fun mm. cars, the okay. enthusiast sure. cars sure. that people are looking for that, okay, maybe we're concerned about never seeing these again. And then when mm-hmm. we do see one come up on Bring a Trailer or somewhere else and we think, oh, yeah. Well, that it's those cars. It's those
0: cars you pull up right. to randomly behind the light, and you just go, "I haven't seen one of those." And how long has it been?
1: Right, right. You know, so '86s are in the category of we're we're always going to have. They're going to be fine. They'll be used. We, yeah. we can always get them. There's many cars At least like for a this. While here, yeah. And I want to. That was my whole headspace here is because you know we can have sedans from the '50s, or that's not what we're counting here. Yeah. It's, yeah. again, fun, enthusiast cars. And it can be any decade. It can be okay. just in that okay. general category. I I think, you know, after the 60s are when fun cars really started to proliferate as far yeah. as, yeah. you know, here's what we're building, that kind of thing. And then I I broke it down to all of these categories. Did and I you? want to cover I, these. I, I th-
0: think you probably did better than I did, but, well, no, but I'm I, excited to hear.
1: I marinated on this for a while. Good. And I came up with Good. some cars that you haven't heard these names in a long time. Okay. Fun okay. to think about. So, yes, we've established WRXs. The countryside is littered with them, just yeah. like Model Threes. Yeah, we're always going to have them. Corvettes, your Caymans,
0: Corvettes. Those are they're just around. Miatas, GTIs, tons mm-hmm. of them,
1: which is great. So, so here's the vulnerable category: the okay. step up. I think it's your car. I think it's the one you own. It's the Mitsubishi. Oh, okay, the Rally Art Sportback. This is vulnerable in the sense that you know, as they get driven and people enjoy them and there weren't very many made i don't mm-hmm. know the actual production numbers on this car no, you not probably know many, better than I. I
0: i would go you one further i would say that car is already endangered
1: i think, think the so? evo
0: is vulnerable because the okay. evo i mean i realized you've a couple of you've sent this mm-hmm. to us there's some dealer somewhere in the country that's still trying to sell a <clears throat> new one from a couple of years Crazy. ago for some ridiculous yeah markup because it's a new car let it go Uh, and i love the car but let it go and it probably is the last edition which didn't even have the good seats so really let it go but but the point (laughs) is okay the point is those were never sold as many as the subaru sti ever Mm -hmm. they just never sold Mm -hmm. as well i think they only sold they're kind of like the alternative buy kind of like if you will kind of like what the the lotus is to the cayman i think Mm -hmm. the evo Mm -hmm. is to the sti
1: Okay. Okay.
0: It's it's still an enthusiast, but they buy the alternative brand.
1: I would okay? like to find out. I've not taken the time. I'd like to find out if there are more rally art sportbacks or or fewer of those cars. Essentially, fewer of yours made than there were EVOs. It seems like there's oh. way more EVOs. Yeah. Oh,
0: no, 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 significantly more Evos. I yeah. agree with you,
1: but that's what I'm saying. I think
0: the Evo, just because time is passing it by, is becoming more and more vulnerable. Because the other thing mm-hmm. about that car is the fact that, like STIs, you're going to take it generally. You're going to tune it. You're going to drive it hard, which that's means you're going to break it.
1: And, and trying to find one that is just stock mm-hmm. with, we'll say, 120,000 miles that's just been driven, enjoyed, <laughs> st- completely stopped. Yeah. Nothing has been done with it. Good yeah. luck finding one. Good luck finding one that has 10,000 miles. This is the Except thing, for that one at the dealer.
0: This is the thing that shows up on Bring a Trailer in 15 years with a four times what it should be worth marketing. And market
1: everybody out. collectively goes, oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, that car. So, yeah, right. I, th- I think those are already vulnerable because I think my car is flat-out endangered. I mean, if I can look nationwide when I was looking and find six in the spec I want, that's an endangered car. <laughs> endangered Ironically, yeah. there is another one in your neighborhood.
1: Yeah, it's four four doors down. Crazy enough, and it's an orange, which yeah. is I like the blue. I think it's I great. It suits the car great. It was the only other color I liked was the pretty, pretty orange. perfect.
0: The only other color I liked was the orange. I totally agree. <laughs> and that was a car that actually right around the time that I started looking for mine, Paul went. Isn't that the same car? It was the weirdest thing. It was one of those kind of. <laughs> now that you're looking,
1: now you notice. But uh, With with the Rally Art package, because they made them without the Rally Art, of course. Yes, just yes. Just yes. regular Sportback. Totally. I guess yeah. that's what it was called. Well, right? it's
0: the Lancer Sportback. Okay,
1: right. But right. it's not
0: the Rally Art version, if you will. It's just the wagon version, and they're. Yeah.
1: I they're got neighbors that, with one. They're not that
0: interesting. So, yeah. So, so yeah. there are a dime a dozen around here. When you pull into the neighborhood, a <laughs> dime a dozen. Except all the neighbors know I'm coming because of my exhaust. Well, that, I think your neighbor that. four doors down. I kind of want to take their exhaust, but I don't think they want
1: mine. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. In the middle of the night. All right. Yeah. So the other cars on my list that are vulnerable. And, again, I'm sure there's going to be cars that we miss. But if you think of one, please email us. I'd okay, be curious sure I to hear am. what you come up with. E39 BMW M5. This is becoming a vulnerable car. I agree with that. BMW 1M. From the year 2011, mm-hmm. the special 1M. Yeah, and then yeah. I had Mitsubishi Evos in this vulnerable category because okay. there were so many of them. Yeah. And I'm including 10s, 9s, 8s. I'm including all Evos. Yeah. You know, they're dwindling numbers, but you will, I think they're vulnerable, you will yeah. see I a flock of them at a car show in the corner in oh, of Salt course, Lake. Of course, you know, you'll see a flock of Evos. Yes, so there you, are those, yes, you can they still go spot sure. You need binoculars and a safari van, but you know, you can find these. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving to endangered, I'm looking at the first generation Scirocco. Yeah. Kind of an endangered species, along with the Corrado. I never see a Corrado.
0: I, I think they might be the critically endangered. You think because, so? Because I'm trying to think about the last time I've seen either of those, and the only thing I can come up with is that blue 999 Corrado that we've raced Lemons with the last yeah, two years. That's, and that one actually is a built out race car. They race Lemons with it. I mean, and then they also <laughs> race other series. How much Corrado is left?
1: Just the panels.
0: Don't know. Don't know. Just but, the chassis. But it it doesn't look beat down. It looks like a genuine no. race car. And it's because fast. because they. That's the other thing it's you have to eights. keep in mind. They they lemons race it and they also race it
1: otherwise. Yeah, but it's yeah, yeah. a Corrado, which again, it's the first one I've seen in years. <laughs> Just thinking. Oh yeah, Carrados. I liked those in high school. Yeah. That's totally. Good. All right. So Nissan 280ZX. Yeah. That's. When was the last that, time you yeah, saw 280? 280, right. Z- 280 is, is a weird one. Yeah. You're or right. Or Datsun 280. Mitsubishi 3000 GT. VR4. VR4. Yep. Along with the Dodge yep. Stealth. I never see these cars. I,
0: You know what? The Stealth is even less likely than... I mean, look, because you want the Mitsubishi. The Stealth got cubed. I get it. But when's the <laughs> exactly. last time you saw a Stealth? You're right, because that was the Dodge rebrand. You never see with those. With the weird, like, coaster body panels. Remember the, like they had, like, little coasters. Like, they were uh, oblong oh, coaster-looking yeah. things in the hood. I don't know what those were for. Your drink. Clearly, clearly. Well, you know, when we first had our first uh, Dodge Charger, we opened oh, yeah. up the hood to see that there were the perfect little cup holders there. You just sit your beer on the on the on the engine and go, <laughs> "That's, That's right. my car."
1: Cold forty five, right yep. there on the engine bay. You do, you
0: do your Wrangler voice and you go, "That's my car."
1: Anyway, <laughs> exactly. so
0: so yeah, but but the yeah, the, I think the Stealth is is an extinct species. Now you're somebody's going to write in and be like, "I know four people the Stealth." Maybe <laughs> right, I've but, got four around. But here. but, but right. I feel like you can go to a car show and you can see the three thousand GT. True. I like true. a big cars and coffee. Yeah, they'll true. be one. Yeah. I've never seen a stealth. The when stealth. I think about
1: going to cars and coffee for like the last decade, you never see the stealth in any form. I mean, they had the hot one, the and then yes, they had just the normal versions without the wing. And, yes. And I can't remember the last one.
0: That, that's a great one. I love the VR4, the huh. 3000 GT, but I think the stealth
1: is totally extinct. Where is that car? <laughs> I don't see him. Huh. Okay, so how about the first gen Acura NSX? It's hard to find those unmodified for a decent price. They're out there, but they're now either just collector show, don't touch, don't breathe, or they're kind of beat down. You don't see many. You don't see many. They're endangered. And I think
0: the the problem with them is they are one of those cars that if the ones that are getting driven a lot, typically, not always, typically haven't seen stock in a while. Yeah. (laughs) And the ones that are (laughs) stock, you just don't see. I mean, they're they're around. They are for sure. There I mean, might you, be are, you and I found around. good stock ones. You know, we did our original
1: piece on them. They're yeah. they're
0: out there, but I feel like the ones you see that are driven aren't stock anymore.
1: Okay, so my last car for this category, Lexus IS300, the original IS300. Well, I'll go you one further. What's the wagon? The wagon version of that is rather endangered. The,
0: wa- the wagon version is critically endangered, almost extinct. <laughs> we find them every now and then. They're inexpensive, but, man,
1: they're usable and they drive really well. Okay, here we go. Moving to that category, the critical critical stage. Before we mm-hmm. go extinct, okay. critically endangered, Lamborghini Yalpa. Oh, I Yeah. Uh I've seen one at a car Mm -hmm. show. But the Yalpa? Yeah, you're right. You never see those. Mm -hmm. How about a 1989 Mercour XR4Ti? I thought of that one, too. Did you? Yes.
0: (laughs) It's also just, I don't know why, but that's incredibly fun to say. (laughs) Mercour
1: XR4Ti. It's incredibly fun to say. These were built in Germany. They're hand-built in Germany. They were cool cars. I mean, powered by, they had a Pinto Block. They weren't a Pinto engine, but the Block was a Pinto... But hey, it was a cool car—the double wing. Yeah, I liked them. Pontiac Fieros are in this category for me, big time. I big mean, time. you never see a nice Fiero. If you see a Fiero, it's like, ooh. Well, that's still running, technically. Yeah. Wow, forgot about that.
0: And it's and it's destined to be a lemons car. We were almost in a Fiero for a lemons car. Dale was shopping around <laughs> and he found a Fiero, <laughs> yeah. and we all. And to be honest, this is the point. It I kind of wanted cars. it. Yeah, it is a lemons car. I, I actually, yeah.
1: Who for has sure. the fully perfect Fiero? Is is there a perfect Fiero out there? Yeah. I restored the Fiero. Why Why'd you pick that one? Okay. I still think, honestly,
0: though, I still think if you have, look, this is not the problem of most of us, I realize. If you have, like, your crazy garage already and you have money Mm -hmm. and time and you want a fun project, I think that's what the Fiero is for.
1: Take a Fiero
0: and just make the Fiero that should have been.
1: That'd be pretty cool. If you run out of Tupperware, you just break a panel off and Maybe. store I, your you food. Know, but something. but
0: also it'd be a massive hole down which to throw your money. And so no they're yeah.
1: only resulting in a oh, really you bought a you built a you built, you built a fear yeah you, huh, you'd, you'd never you'd never get d- that not, explained and
0: people would be like that's
1: awesome they'd still be like fear really <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Fier, well, how much money was this exactly yeah, all
1: bad first generation Mazda RX seven. Yeah, we drove Let's that go great any one. Any Mazda RX-7, yeah. actually.
0: But you're right. The first gen, we drove that great one for about a year ago. as a fast blast, Man. and it was just that was a time capsule. And you just don't see them rare car. And they're tiny. They're tiny. They're they three are, quarter sized cars. They are tiny. They are yeah. almost. They aren't quite, but they they are closer to a K car than they are a modern car. In Fair sex. enough.
1: Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, Which that's a good point. All right, so we got to touch on Sobs. I know there's some yeah. Saab love, Saab 95. Yeah. When was the last time you saw a 95 or a Saab Viggen, the G- yeah, the 93 Viggen wagon? Oh, man, that's <laughs> yeah. cool. Uh, how about the Acura Integra GSR? Sure. Kind of kind of critically endangered. You I'll go you one these? in the
0: Acura world, the original Acura legend with the long hood.
1: I liked that car so much. But when's the last
0: time you saw one? Ooh, that's good.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, yeah.
0: Yes, I agree, dude. They were very cool-looking. I thought at the time they were much more of an American design language than they were a Japanese design language because yeah. of the, the, the proportions. I mean, they were large, but I just dug them. I thought they were very cool, but yeah, I can't think of the last time that, the I stand, saw but.
1: that original Acura legend. Yeah, plus I love the name. Okay, this is going to bring some of you back to high school. Eagle Talon TSI. There it is. (laughs) Yep. It's a good one. It's a really good one. You know, the Mitsubishi Twin, of course, the Mm -hmm. Eclipse at that generation. But how about an Eagle Talon? Mm -hmm. Never see these cars. Cadillac CTS wagons. CTS-V wagons with the manual transmission. Rather rare. Uh Uh-huh. And then two more. Any Toyota MR2. I think it depends on any part of the country, but still endangered. They... I mean, even beat down, they yeah. kind of turned my head. I think, oh, no, yeah, for sure, cool, for fun sure. sports car from Toyota, mid-engine. Let's bring those back. And Porsche 968s. Yeah. 944s
0: are, are common.
1: common. Yeah, 68s are not. not. Yeah,
0: 944s and 928s you see. The 968, you go, wait, which one? Oh, my gosh, the 68. You know what the Eagle uh, uh, Talon reminded me of, though? Do you remember the Eagle Concorde? Oh, A guy I went gosh. to high school with had oh an gosh. Eagle Concorde as his car.
1: You're kidding!
0: I have not seen one since I graduated high school and waved goodbye to that person. Okay, honestly, and we're good. But- honestly, Jim had one, and I, I haven't mm. seen Jim since high school. He had one. Unreal. Eagle Concord. I wow. Oh, sorry. While, while I'm hanging out, no, no, my braids my braids on crazy. fire now. <laughs>
1: the Beretta the Chevy Beretta. Oh the the Pontiac
0: Beretta. Yeah. GM got into a lawsuit, by the way, with the gunmaker who said, hey, by the way, you stole our name. That's a problem. One of the reasons the car didn't continue to through another generation, but the Beretta. Unbelievable. I and, liked Berettas and too. And the I'm first generation Ford Probe.
1: The Probe, that's right. The second
0: right. gen you see now and then, I feel like. Now, yeah.
1: Those are still in danger. And they're lemons cars now. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. There's a lemons car we've run with twice. And I actually thought the second gen, if it had been rear-wheel drive— would have been an amazing car. It just looked great. The second gen, but the first gen probe, not an attractive car. In any way, shape, or form. And I can't remember the last time
1: you saw one. I mean, that was originally positioned to be kind of the front-wheel drive Mustang. It
0: was supposed to replace the Mustang. It was supposed to replace it, Talk yes. about outcry. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. If it had imagine? been If it had been gorgeous and replaced the Mustang, that would be one thing, but it was just like, that, really? And you called it the Ford Probe? <laughs> Everything about that the, the was name. wrong. It was all wrong. By the
1: way, I actually met the designer, Sid Chang, for the Ford Probe. For the first gen? For the for. Uh, both gens, actually, okay. I think he did both. Because I
0: loved the redesign. I loved the second gen Yeah, he was I like it a lot. He was a
1: designer at Ford, and he was brilliantly talented. Sketches always look better than the actual execution. I'm well, just sure, going to say sure, that. Sure. All right, you guys are going to love my extinct list. Uh-oh. You're going to love this. Pontiac Solstice Coupe. Yeah, they're out there.
0: But you're but but you shopping for them like you are my Lancer, where you're like, yeah. here are the six in the country. You don't for, see them driving. And, and You're right. You're right. And for a car that was made in 2010, yeah.
1: where are they? Where are they? Yeah. yeah. They're extinct off the roads, at least. Okay, you're really going to love this. The 1985 Chrysler Laser Coupe. Wow. Alongside the Dodge Daytona Coupe. This actually, a guy, when I was growing up, a friend of my uncle's had a Chrysler laser that he bought brand new it was turbocharged it was my first experience with turbo power because my parents never punched it my mom never punched it like mom like no
0: that's a t-shirt my parents don't punch it that's that's a fantastic t-shirt they never did I never knew what acceleration was some very frustrated 15 year old listening to this podcast is going make that shirt (laughs) <laughs> my parents don't punch it. That's all it is.
1: I just, mom, punch it, get around. No, she didn't know how she didn't care. My dad was like, whatever. He liked, he liked driving, but it, every time I take him for a ride now, he's like, you don't need to prove anything to me. We do, we don't need to prove anything. We're, we're good. Don't. Why does my father say that exact same thing? Is it a
0: dad thing? I- Yes, he's like well, you, uh, you know, we just plus my dad does that thing. Oh, my dad does that. Th- he's always done this. Oh no, and I am now. I I am a full grown man, folks. Okay, <laughs> I don't need this. My dad does that thing where he's trying to be subtle, but he's not. He's like that, that subtle little lean. Toward the driver's side, so he can see the the, the speed oh, a little better. Sure. It's like, Dad, I'll save you the trouble. I'm going 85. I saw the speed limit sign. It said 55. Guess what? I'm not doing the speed limit. Are we? Are we happy? Still going now? 85. Are we good? We, he does it every time he's in the car. There's just, And it's this. It's, he's trying to be subtle. It's just this little little slide my way. It's like, I know what you're doing. <laughs> you can tell. And it happens. Honestly, it happens oh. within the quarter mile where you can see the, the speed limit sign.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: The speed limit sign comes up. I stayed the speed I've been going on this road every day of
1: my life. He does a little kind of lead. He's like, yes, Dad, I'm speeding. We good? We speeding. Okay, I good. T- I took my dad for a ride in the first game that I had. Okay. And we were going through a corner, and he said, what if your tire pops? Yeah, I've heard that too. I don't too. know. I, it's not on my mind. They don't usually go, and unless I hit a nail, it's usually a slow bleed. And I don't know. I'm driving. Leave all me that, alone. All that scourge of random tire popping that's happening in modern it, tires. What yeah. if blam? I, I, I don't know. I would deal with it if it came along. What? I. Don't know. What if we got hit by an asteroid in the next quarter? What
0: if lightning struck? <laughs> exactly. You know? What if we come around the corner and someone has, has dropped a, a
1: semi-trailer in the middle of the road? All of these things could happen. They could happen. Anyway. <laughs> we could what if ourselves right into... Yeah. Yeah. All right. So keep going here. Isuzu Impulse Turbo from the 80s. You are out are Remember out these? There. Yes.
0: I'll give you one on my <laughs> mind, and I only bring it up because... Uh, I'm, I feel like the only one I've seen recently actually got covered on Grand Tour, okay. and that is the Fiat. What is it? The X one nine. X one nine. Yes. Good. I, yes. I, I honestly, I for the life of me, cannot remember the last time I actually saw one for real. And every time I think about seeing one, I realize it's a video clip
1: from some car I've seen like Grand Tour or something. They were everywhere. Actually, as, as a kid, I no, saw them everywhere. Yeah. Bertone design, pretty cool, timeless. They could be cool. Yeah, that should sure. make a good Safari build.
0: <laughs> Stop. With this. You know what? Actually, I'm going to throw myself under the bus for a minute. Okay. We were recently on Matt Ferris podcast. Yes. Yes. And Matt was maybe Matt's chilling out in his old age. I don't know. Old age. I'm laughing about. <laughs> right, it, he's right. far younger than us. But the point is he's about to get married. He's 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 a he's a grown man now. But the point is <laughs> apparently when we were about to be on that podcast. Matt got a lot of messages where you guys that listen to this podcast wanted him to call me out about my lack of rally love. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I'm very surprised he didn't because we got like he didn't a, on air around the subject. But after we got off the podcast, he told me. He said people have said that you guys don't like these cars, and I said, No, 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 I don't like these cars. I, I'm not gonna. I'm, uh, not, I'm all about them. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take take credit. Uh, you you yeah, were taking I'll bullets, yeah, for sure. But yeah. he said they were telling me to really give you guys trouble about it, and I said, Matt. I don't like him. I said I think yours out because he was sitting outside. I said I yeah. said I think yours is pretty cool, and I understand why you did it, but I don't like him. He goes, well, you backpedal out on that. I said, no, Matt, I've said that on the podcast. I'd say yeah. it again. I I see I see Matt's <laughs> logic. He's he's built a cool car. It is very unique. Mm-hmm. Do I want one? No. Do, and I think he's like, well, if you knew about my roads, I'm still like, let sports cars be sports cars. But <laughs> to Matt's credit, mm. I will, and I said this to him at the time, he owns a Countach. He has sports yeah. cars. Oh yeah. So this is his oh, yeah. alt car. And I and I get it. And he's a car journalist and he can be crazy. But this whole let's sure. rally everything this is sports car guys thinking
1: they really want to buy an SUV. That's my rant. Uh, SUVs will never handle like a sports car. And this is a little bit <laughs> Your sports, sports car, car. Your rally drive. car doesn't
0: handle like a sports car either. But it's great when you take uh, it off. road. More so than
1: a CUV. Way better. Probably. The, the WRC cars, they handle great. They okay.
0: have to. How about don't lift it up and put knobby tires on a Macan? And then we go rally. I mean, exactly.
1: I mean, better than sports car. Prussia is embracing the thing with the Cayman Ugh. rally version that they built. Uh, yeah, a Cayman or a nine twenty eight. All right, let's sports cars. We digress. Sports cars. Okay, let me finish up this list here. Okay,
0: all right. Extinct cars.
1: AMC AMX four hundred.
0: AMC fill in the Heck, blank
1: javelin or anything. When was the last <laughs> A- <lesson? laughs> AMC? Well, and yeah. yes, insert model here. AMC Eagle, the first yes CUV, yes the first sort of station wagony off road all road kind of the thing. They were doing Subaru WRX before Subaru was doing the yeah, WRX. Essentially, way yeah. ahead of it time. Here's one you're gonna like. Okay, Suzuki Kazashi. Yeah,
0: and, and and that's another
1: one of those that. How is it? How have they all gone? Uh, this they, is, they made
0: them like four years ago. Where did they all well, go? Well, they were two, oh, 2006. I, I'm, and, I'm kidding around. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you yeah. know. But by 20, 2010, 2011, that's when those cars were actually – so, okay, we're almost a decade. But where did they all go? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. When it's a car from the 80s,
1: I get it. It's gone. When it's a car from 2010? When you see a Kazashi, you're, what is that? Seriously. It yeah. actually looks pretty good, actually, still. How about in most TVRs or all TVRs in general? <laughs> well, in this country, especially. Well, this country, but you know, you yeah. did see a few TVRs around. You see Triumphs. You see, you yeah. know, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. No longer. Actually, my neighbor does have a Triumph TR6. <laughs> Just to throw that out there. I mean, there's a Mitsubishi Rallyout Sportback yeah. and a Triumph TR6 you, in my neighborhood. This is, you live in an odd neighborhood. Yeah. Subaru SVX. You never see those. You never see them. You never see oh. them. Oh, yeah.
0: They're cool, and you never. They're cool. See it. I heard they were heavy. Oh, I'm sure they're very nothing heavy.
1: Nothing like what we love about Subarus. Oh, I'm sure they're. I'm sure they're very heavy. Yeah,
0: I've actually heard yeah. that the Achilles' heel of that car is the gearbox, which apparently is abysmal.
1: Remember the Subaru XT, the doorstop Subaru. Yeah. Before that, yeah, those cars, those actually were kind of cool. Yeah. Wow. All right, Nissan 240SX. They're all at drift school. <laughs> what well, a stock one! I'll take your point. A stock 240SX, you don't see them. But find one stock, yeah. And how about any unmodified Toyota Supra? Or the A80 Gen, I should say, the fourth the, Gen.
0: Like the one that just sold the, for ridiculous money because it was actually unmolested. Yeah. Yes, yes. I take your point.
1: That You never see those. They, they I mean, we yeah. have Fast and Furious movies. That, the entire, there's two more coming out, I guess, right? Oh, at least. <sighs> All right, least. so
0: any unmodified A80 Toyota Supra. When the first Fast and Furious movie came out, for those of you that are old enough to have actually seen that movie in the theater, did you ever think this is going to become one of the most prolific <laughs> sequel
1: series of movies of all time? Well, that's a question for you. Are there what are the sequels? Is it Star Wars that that are more prolific than Fast and Furious? Uh, Would it be
0: Star Wars? Star. War, what Star Wars is about to do what? Nine. I mean, they're they're Number going nine. to do more, but yeah. at
1: this point, that just
0: accomplished. They're eight. They're eight in, and so is Fast and Furious. So is Fast and Furious. But Fast and Furious did it all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. It took decades they're going to at make at least two more, so Star they have Wars. ten. Here, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, you're right. That is the perfect place to put it in perspective. Marvel, the Universe? original Star Wars storyline, the Skywalker Star Wars storyline, is going to be one of the most. Let's be honest, epic, industry changing, genre changing. And also, I would say to kids, influential movies ever. That series is going to stop at 9. Fast hmm. and Furious is going to stop at 10. I'm sorry. <laughs> these are not equivalent. They're just not. All right? That's incredible. <laughs> I somehow got us to Star Wars. That was my own fault. Yeah, well, that's okay. That, th- these are the random musings of this podcast.
1: Do you remember the Lexus SC300 and SC400? cool. N- not the cool. nasty 430. No, no, no. The, the, the Their original Grand Touring sports car. Those were the Supra underpinnings. I know they were, yes. So does that beg the question, with the new Supra coming out, will Lexus offer anything that will be that, or because it's the Z4 that is off the table and not on Product Planner's radar?
0: I bet you that something about their BMW, I think they split up that pie really specifically. Yeah. I don't think there'll be a convertible Supra. I don't think there'll be any variations. I don't think they'll be, I I think they- And no
1: hard top Z4.
0: Exactly. I think they are going to be very specific. I I suspect there was Mm. a lot of discussion there.
1: In fact, while we're here- I would love to see Lexus bring back the Lexified Supra. That'd be very cool. hot, luxurious GT sports cars. While
0: we're right here, we have many questions coming up later, but while we're right here, Brendan wrote in on Instagram and asked an interesting question that relates to this exactly, which is, what was Toyota thinking? Why does the new Supra not have a 2JZ in it? Good, good. Here's my big comment. There have been plenty of car makers that through the years have made good engines. Oh, sure, sure why don't they keep putting that in Subaru being the exception because they do keep putting that engine. The actually, that's do. the exception. No, no, no but, but seriously. Walked the, into that room.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <I am. laughs> well, there's that. Anyway, Tried to make a concrete example that no, but, was
0: definitive for all time. Nope. Subaru makes Subaru. one. They're still making it. The, the, <laughs> the engine from when dinosaurs roamed the earth, but no, but seriously, the two JZ. I, I, I could be wrong here, but I think it was like the last variants of that worse being made in like 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that means that that is a 10 year old engine. I can't think of any automaker on the planet. I, I I know it's a beloved engine. I know it's a you can tune it to 4000 horsepower and it just holds on. And I I know. I've heard all the stories. I know it's a, it's an iconic engine now. But no automaker is going to take a 10-year-old piece of electronic of, of technology engine technology and put it in a new car. GM, right? <laughs> but no. <laughs> but but the difference with GM though is you're hanging on you're continuing to that's super. You continue tooth and to nail. To make an engine. That's a different thing. This is an engine that they no longer make. Oh, and We're talking about it resurrecting back. it oh. to put in a new car. Why would – I can't think of any automaker on the planet that would do that. And, GM would do if, something like that. They haven't, if but for they no they other,
1: if for no other reason, than gas mileage. Sure. Sure. I mean, they'd have to – they would want to re-architect and re-engineer the mm-hmm. whole thing, which at that point does not – Become the original and beloved there are, engine.
0: there are those of you that know engine codes much better than me because it's not my gift. And so I'm sure you could tell me the entire lineage <laughs> every, of the, the 2JZ. And the 2JZ is, again, it's beloved. But I can't yeah. see any reason why you would put old. Look, as much as we can argue why didn't Toyota do their own engine, at least it's got an inline six in it. Mm-hmm. But, of course, they had to go to BMW to do it because I don't do it anymore.
1: If you have your own extinct or critically endangered cars to let we us know We are going about. to get lists that overwhelm <laughs> I know, us. I know. Yes. But if you do have a debate, guys, write to us, TV at gmail.com or on the website, everydaydriver.com. You can find us on the contact button under the About tab in the top right corner of your screen. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're coming back.
0: Our sponsor, Wrangler, has given a slightly different copy for our ad, so we realize there's only one way to handle this. We have to bring back The Voice. Everybody has a favorite pair of jeans, the pair that fits perfectly and always looks great. The pair you wear out at night, at home, on the couch, at work, wherever. They're the go-to and you can't underestimate their importance. No one knows this better than Wrangler, the authority on jeans. Using their expertise in comfort and durability, Wrangler jeans are made for the adventurers, the go-getters, the folks who like to keep moving, whether you ride a bike, a bronc, a skateboard, or even drive a car. You could be a person that just wanders the earth looking for we're not sure what. These are still the jeans for you. Classic or modern styles. A range of fits. Even vintage re-releases. With a price that works for you. Wrangler has something for everybody. Visit Wrangler.com and check out their great selection of jeans, shirts, pants, outerwear for men and for women. New styles, great fits. Wrangler. Real,
1: comfortable jeans. That was proper. Yeah. We all have a lot of to-do lists, and some of them get quite long. You know, drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk. Here's an idea, though. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance to that list. And the good thing is you don't have to drop off or pick up anything.
0: All you have to do is go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save, you've heard it before, 15% or more on your car insurance.
1: Extra money in your pocket? This just may be the most rewarding to-do thing on your list today. Steve B. writes to us. We don't know where Steve's at, but he is, uh, he is a hot rod Mustangs sort of in his past. He's got yes. all the, yes. the American muscle in his past. Mm-hmm. And he writes to us because he listens mainly to the podcast. Steve, thank you for listening. For sure. And thank you for writing in to us because the title of his headline is No More Weekend Warriors. No more. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. drive whatever car I get next. I'm going to drive it from here on out. It's going to be the mm-hmm. car. He's been
0: driving a truck most of the time, and he's had these, these hot-rotted Mustangs as the weekend warrior occasional car. And he's looking around and going, okay, I've done the American muscle car, muscle car. In fact, he doesn't even give us a list of his other cars, but I get the sense from the way he's listed this that he's had hot-rotted Mustangs, but he clearly has experienced other muscle cars. He has told us that he does not want any American muscle cars. But he wants to buy a new sports car experience that he is going to drive regularly, hopefully daily. His wife currently drives a 2016 GLI, and he currently has a heavily modified – well, he just sold, sorry, a heavily modified 2002 GTI. Mm. So we're on the hunt for our friend Steve for some fun.
1: Are Corvettes considered muscle cars or are they genuine sports cars? I am asking for a friend.
0: No, I wondered that too. That's a that's What's a gray the area. Line thing. For it's a gray cars. area thing. Because I wonder if he's owned all of what I would call the traditional muscle cars and he hasn't owned a vet. In many ways I would argue that the vet is as you if you're going up the ladder of American muscle cars, you wind up at the vet in many ways, I think. Yeah. But I it is a slightly different animal, so I, I think it's there's a gray area there. I didn't. I didn't go okay, that way. I didn't. Okay. I didn't recommend any American cars here. But but I think that one could be argued.
1: Okay. All right. So keep in mind, no weekend warriors. He's going to drive it, and it has to be essentially the opposite of American muscle. Mm-hmm. Okay. His wife drives a 2016 GLI. He really likes the audio and the self leveling headlights. I can't believe those are the first two things he listed. Uh, That's yeah. very interesting. Yeah. He added the APR downpipe and a tune to the GLI, which puts it at 290 horsepower, which is pretty decent. And he says he aspires to upgrade to a Golf R, but he's kind of skeptical. He's leery of purchasing a Golf R because when he looks at spending 40K, which is the budget, mm-hmm. so many more options are out there. For sure, for sure. So he says M2, Audi TTS, what else? He was looking at cheaper, going cheaper. He doesn't, doesn't even have to spend 40K. And what about Fiesta STs, Abarths, 350Zs? Yeah, totally, totally. Something 2012 or newer. He said audio and lighting are important, as he established. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he says the biggest headlines are power, handling, and braking. Like it, those are the right headlines. Those are the good headlines. And he says, you know, they plan to upgrade her to an S three when she gets tired of the GLI. Mm-hmm. And he loves the DSG, but it's got to be manual. Good, like it. And if if he gets the Golf R, strangely, he'd go with the DSG, even though he wants manual.
0: Yeah, well, I think I think he's the fight here is, and I actually want to go on a little side rant on the GLI for a second, and in a good way. But but I think the headline here is he liked his GTI. He, he likes that Volkswagen product. He likes his wife's GTI. And so when he looks at the Golf R, this is what I take from this, I think Steve's looking at the Golf R and going, what's the best spec of the Golf R? And he's realizing okay, okay. DSG, all the bells and whistles. And then he sure. goes, whoa, whoa, hang on. Haven't I already had that? Don't I really want a manual? And do I want to spend $40,000 on a Golf R? And then that turns him to, okay, manual transmission. What else is out there? I think that's the pivot point because he specs his perfect Golf R and goes, But no, that's the way to spec it. But no, I think that's where Steve is. The GLI for a second. Somebody asked actually recently, why don't we recommend the Jetta GLI? It doesn't come up. It's one of those cars that gets overlooked. And I'll say this because somebody's going to correct me, but I'm going to say this anyway. The GLI, the Jetta GLI, the Jetta kind of exists for the U.S. market who doesn't like hatches. That's the first thing. (laughs) Secondly, it it typically trails the GTI in tech. It's like... Somewhere between this gen and last gen in tech, it isn't an equivalent to the current GTI. We like the GTI. We recommend the GTI. It's hard to recommend the GLI because typically, even though you get the sedan form, I'm not saying it's not fun to drive. I've driven them. They are fun. You can get good tech in them. They're nice yeah, to be in. There's yeah. a Volkswagen. All of these things are true, but the GTI is almost always a better car with the latest tech and better to drive than the GLI. So...
1: Why not recommend the GTI and move on? Well, that's what happens. I mean, more development attention is put on the GTI because it's going to come out first before the GLI. It's going to be, it's their flagship car. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like a Mustang is to Ford. Yeah, they can't get rid of the GTI ever. Yeah, we will have the, you know, five hundred and fifty seventh generation GTI at some
0: point in time. Well, look at look at you know, I'll give you a weird example. Look at my Lancer. Okay, my Lancer isn't quite an Evo. It is taking some of the stuff that the Evo that I like is the Evo 10 That'd be a good okay. license tag not quite yeah exactly just missed just there. Um, the the Evo Silver 10 <laughs> is the is the equivalent to my Lancer but my Lancer is shares a few more parts with the nine than it does the 10 the is in this world mm-hmm. it's the almost GTI in spec and at that point it's GTI I understand the jet is compelling it's good looking. If you want a sedan, I see how you got there. But that's why the car doesn't get mentioned mm-hmm. that much. She likes her GLI. He's clearly tuned it. APR can tune
1: anything with a Volkswagen badge. Let's find something new. The car that I have picked out for you, Steve, is the one I think you should get. Mm. I, I think I know your car because it is the complete opposite mm. of everything you've had. Okay. Love and it. it's it's going to be fun. You're just going to open mind from here on out. Just okay. open mind. All right. All okay. Right. Uh, Steve is 53, and I think this would be, I think it would be awesome. Okay. Let's put it that way. All right. I started at 997s. I went to Cayman S's. I explored Jag F-Type S Coupes. I found one for 45 with 50,000 miles. That's compelling. I found E90 M3s. I found E46 M3s, 1Ms, M2s. And then I thought, well... If the new Supra had come out two years ago, this what he is asking for mm-hmm. is the sweet spot sure. for the Supra sure. used. Yeah. By the way, we all have to buy them new so we can have them used later. Exactly. So please that buy. Is, that is, a if you want a Supra and yeah. you want it new, please buy one. Yes, for sure. So then we can have it used later. This would be the sweet spot for the forty thousand dollar fun sports car. I I think that's where it's going to just land. I think they're going to be kind of high priced for two or three years at least after they come out. I think they're still going to be a premium. But, Steve, the car that I think that fits everything, it's powerful, it's comfortable, you touch the sport button, and it comes alive. Okay. It's manual. It's crazy looking. Where did you go? And they're $35,000. I'm wondering if you are (laughs) listing the same one I'm thinking of as a wild card. Keep going. Really? It's the Honda Civic Type R. That's my wild card. You're serious? Yep. <laughs> okay. Yep. Well, Steve, now you just have to
0: buy it. I, I think it's, it's so the opposite. It's so it is. It's the exact mirror image of his experience to this point. Oh my gosh! This this is rare. It's compelling. Rare? Do it's we compelling? Come it's, to the same. I have, car. I have others I want to talk about, but that's compelling.
1: I am I'm at the Civic Type R. I think it is for all ages. I think it is for all <laughs> driving experiences. From from just the standpoint of your skepticism about buying, ooh, what about a German hot car? I'm not yeah. sure about maintenance or reliability. It's a Honda. Yeah. Honda Civic. Yeah. Done. Buy the type R. Yeah. Keep the wing. Don't take the saws all to the wing. <laughs> Keep the wing. Get it in a crazy color. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody will ask and be like, yep, that's my ride. You want a ride? Look
0: at my car. Hop in. It. I'll scare you.
1: I love it. No, no, no. I, I I put it in the wild card. For every
0: reason you're listing it as funny. your kind of sniper shot is the reason it's my wild How card. How funny. I don't know that it's the car you're going to settle on, Steve, because I will admit it's not a car for everyone. And yet it is. Uh, so, Steve, I, I think yeah. I'm going to give you drive homework but that is my wild
1: card yes. drive homework. You realize sure. Steve that when you come to us with I want a fun car with $40,000 you're gonna get homework. Yeah, you realize that's For coming. sure. I think you need to drive the M2.
0: You need yeah, to drive. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's still a German car. You I mean look you've had German cars. It's still a German car. It's a very different animal. It is in some ways close to your American muscle cars and in other ways not there at all. So True. drive that True. into. I think you yeah. c- certainly drive. You brought it up on your own list. I think you definitely should drive that. You mentioned as a little P.S. to your email. I don't think I'd be happy with a BRZ. You're xing the 86 chassis, the FRS BRZ. But my question for you, Steve, is: Have you driven one?
1: Driven one with good tires? Can I add that caveat? Yes. Can I please yes, put yes. that in there? Because I'll tell you, when I the had my tires, FRS, will let you down. And you'll think, why is everybody so excited about these? Until you have, you know, pilot. Ps4s on them or something. Well, but
0: honestly, even on the terrible stock tires on a back road, you're going to find that car surprisingly fun. When I had mine, I did everything I could because people would walk up to it and be like, and and, you know, they they read the internet. I know all about this car. I was like, you ever sat in one? Like I started there, sat in one. No, I was like, get in. And they're like, you ever did one? No. Let's go drive it right now. Right, Right. To a person, when they drove it, they got out and went. That's a really good car. Yeah,
1: they are. They are.
0: Okay, it's, I'm not saying it's for everybody. And yes, you're, you want power. Doesn't have power. I, I will admit it. Maybe you buy somebody's already supercharged, but you need to at least drive it, Steve. Because you've you've thrown it out. But I don't get the sense you've thrown it out because you've driven it. Hmm. If you haven't driven it, I want you to at least drive it. I don't necessarily think it's for you. It's not my car that I really am leaning on. But I, I want you to drive it. So That's my drive homework. You said 350. Wait a minute. Why not 370? 370 is excellent. There's tons of them out there. Don't buy a new yes, one. You can get a 350 for yeah. ten grand, and you can get a nice one, and you've got tons of extra budget left over. And maybe that's fine, but this is a car you want to daily. So I want to get you into a newer car, newer tech.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It can
0: be argued, what's your preference for steering feel, 350, 370. These things can be argued, but the 370 is a newer, tighter car. You can get your options. Look, don't do this. But with your forty grand, you could buy a new one. Don't do that. Spend half that much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get one from a couple years ago. They look the same. They perform and drive yeah. the exact same. You must drive the 370. Do yeah, that for sure. Yeah. If you haven't driven a 350, I say drive them both. But I think 370 is a better car for you. And then you need to drive a Boxster. Boxsters are great. You need to drive a Boxster. And I say That's that because we point. actually just this week advised a friend. who brought He brought, brought a car to me and he went, what do you think of this? And I said, Why are we talking? Why haven't you bought this? Because he was Mm -hmm. shopping for a convertible that he can use regularly. Right. You've talked kind of around these kind of cars, Steve. But so I'm going to tell you what this friend of ours just got: 2006 Boxster S, eighty thousand miles, seventeen grand. That's really compelling. That's really compelling. Hmm. Plus, hmm. that car's going to run. Those cars are known to be reliable, okay? So I, I think you need to drive a Boxer, and I'm going Boxster specifically because then you, for the first time in your life, you've added the convertible variable. Why not try that? Maybe okay. you've had a convertible. Good you point. haven't told us, but try the convertible variable. You want to drive this car all the time. Those cars are known to be reliable. I think you need to drive a Boxster S from that 987 generation.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's great. Is that your drive homework? That's my drive homework. And Extend. then, yeah, my
0: wild card was the was the Civic Type R.
1: I'm trying to think of something that will make it even more obnoxious and even more opposite for the <laughs> sake of oppositeness. <laughs> for the sake of opposite like, like, do, I get it. Yeah. Do they make it in yellow like a metallic margarine or something? Metallic like, <laughs> margarine
0: is <laughs> something good. Something is
1: just, <laughs> That's really what is good. that? And the wing, and it's in yellow, and holy cow, and he's
0: gone. <laughs> and then I, we mentioned it before, but I do have to land on it. Have you driven a vet? Are vets out because they American muscle cars? That's why I keep asking. I, I I've know. tried. I wanted to establish. If are they not, muscle? Are they sports? If like, not, dr- drive a C7 with the Z51 package at least, but drive that. Anyway.
1: Thank uh, you so much for writing to us, Steve. Maybe
0: it's a type R in your future. Type R, that.
1: baby. All right. Jump into questions on social media. Over here on Instagram from Brandon Do we ever feel guilty for driving aimlessly? Hmm. He said, whether it's carbon footprints, needlessly adding to traffic, or any other anxiety-inducing reason, he feels like his love for cars has a negative impact. How do you reckon with that feeling? Hmm. How about going boating? You ever been boating? When you go boating and you burn gas, you're going for the sake of boating. You're water skiing, or you're going for a cruise. Or you're just it is a recreation. Driving around, longer. looking around, or you're yeah. on a poker run. Are you? Yeah. Boat I mean, what yeah. about that? You're yeah. just happy to be on the water. We're doing stuff, and it's. Hmm. I mean, there's no real reason to. Own a boat unless you're a commercial fisherman or you have a reason. You know, you make money with it, but you know what I mean. People only own
0: boats the way some people own fun cars. I take your point. Yeah. Yeah, How about boating?
1: How about... Airplanes. My dad had an airplane, and we just go flying. Yeah. And yeah. in pilot speak, for general aviation, they call it the hundred dollar hamburger. You yeah. pick the airport about you know hour away, mm-hmm. leave at ten thirty, eleven, and fly to the airport, and you eat, you have a hamburger for lunch at the next little airport over because you're gaining practice and skill yep. and knowledge. Mm-hmm. It's less about the things you mentioned, I think, Brandon, but uh, I'm I'm looking at adding to your. Driving pleasure. Mm-hmm. It's something you love to do. It's the hole down which you pour money. Yeah. The joke with my dad is we, you know, you call a boat a hole in the water because of how much money it consumes. Yes, and for so sure. the joke for sure. is you drive through a harbor and like, oh, look how many holes in the water there are. They're like, <laughs> just sitting there sucking money. Yep. They yep. just cost right. you money. You're right. A car is so accessible and you can go out and gain skill in your driving. Mm-hmm. I, I see no reason to apologize for that.
0: Well, I mean, the the car, look, we obviously are pro car. Shocker. You're surprised to be 45 minutes into this podcast <laughs> right. to discover that we are pro-car. Amazing! It does not mean that the car is not without its negative impacts. I will go ahead course, and put that of out Of course, it absolutely has negative impacts. I'm not going to to claim that it doesn't. Having said that, we're pro-car. Uh, so the other thing I want to say though here is, whatever, generally not without not across the board, but generally, hobbies are consumptive activities pick your hobby. Pick a hobby. It yes. consumes, not gives back. There I was trying exceptions. to pick a hobby that consumes fuel, boats, airplanes. Yes, but but just just whatever hobby hobbies by their nature are just a for pleasure consumptive activity. I know they consume at different levels, but I think you just kind of got to go this is my
1: thing. Mhm. Unless you well, even gliders, you're going to have to be towed into the air. So <laughs> Yeah, you can't escape it. <laughs>
0: Interesting. Okay. Uh, let's see. We've got many questions here. Uh, you know, damn it, Patton asked a question about this week, weekend's past episode where we talked about CUVs. We talked about the, the Volvo XC40 and the Jaguar E-Pace. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're talking about yes. the proliferation of five-seat five SUVs. And he says, okay, with the Kona Electric, the Model Y, we'll see, the Macan, all these CUVs that exist everywhere that are electric, the, the Jaguar I-Pace, The concept of all of these is we're talking about a five-seat electric CUV. He says because of people's love of CUVs and because electric cars are now being made in CUV, is this going to be the alignment that causes electric cars to be something most people want? My answer is no, Hmm. and here's why. I think the thing that holds back the mainstream from electric cars right now, and I'm not – look, I'm throwing price out because we all buy things, whatever we can afford. The thing that's holding it back right now is two things. Charging infrastructure and charging time. When those two things are compressed to the point that it is no more time than getting gas, people are going to start jumping fast. Even when it gets close. It's still not close now. Even when it gets close. If your five-minute time at the gas station was 15 minutes of charging, I can see people jumping. Hmm. But we're still talking about, I need a half hour. I need 40 minutes. I need two hours. I charged it at my home, 110 watt. It took eight hours. No, the problem is still, it's a hassle factor. It's the same thing we talked about with the hydrogen. You got to be able to get it to a place where people, they don't have to think. It doesn't have to impact their life in a quote unquote negative
1: way. I see where you're going. I want to take it one step further. And it's not just the quick charging aspect, but being able to do it at your house. That's the infrastructure. At your part of residence, it. your house. It's, it can't your be business. The, okay, I can just go to the filling station and you know grab a quick tank of gas. It's got to be at your house, so it's not overnight, or I am leaving it for the afternoon, or something like that. I, I want it right now, where the car is parked at my house, mm-hmm. and then you can go. It's that combination. I think it's infrastructure and time. I think it's both of those. Destin Cade on Instagram asks if ownership of any particular cars come with a perceived expectation that you need to be able to wrench on them yourself. Well, Mm. you know, if you've got a giant blower sticking up to the top of your hood on your 60s muscle car, (laughs) people think you probably built it yourself. There's the um, Rabbit, the original 83 Rabbit that you and I drove that had the Audi 1.4 turbo engine in it that was bought and you'd expect a little build car like that would yeah. be, oh, you built this, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No. It you was built it by way. a father-son yeah. team, and they sold it for profit. Yeah. I think yeah. that's actually okay.
0: I think muscle cars come with the general perception that you must be able to wrench on this car yourself, generally. Yes. I think there are exceptions, yes. but I think most of the time when you see a muscle car and it's had stuff done to it, you assume, not necessarily correctly, but you assume the owner did all that work.
1: Unless it's perfect and pristine and you know it came from auction.
0: Well, okay, yeah. If it's something that they only pull off a trailer once a year, that's a different thing for yeah, sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. Generally, those, those are those about it.
0: Uh, Mark Butler asked a question about Blip Shift. We haven't talked about this in a while. Mm, yeah. He said, at one point we were talking about having a lot of shirts on Blip Shift. Uh, are we still doing that? What's the story? Uh, Mark, a couple of things happened. The, the, biggest thing here, the biggest thing here is I didn't want to have, ultimately, didn't want to have you guys trying to go multiple places to get uh, our stuff. So once we had the opportunity to put it all on Amazon, we have our Amazon store. You go to the store tab on our website, you wind up on our Amazon page. I love that because it is all of the merchandise from us. So like the TV shows and the feature films and the t-shirts and mugs. And you can even get our vinyl. Remember, our cool vinyl of the logo is now available. I love that. I'm so excited. Yeah, pretty awesome. Many of you have gotten it and you said you love it. I'm really, really glad. You get all that stuff. We're going to put the shirts on there too, all the shirts on there too. So it's one stop. That's the whole point. Blipshift, I really like them. I like their shirts. I like the company. I love that they reached out to us. We put our daily triple shirt on there. Our daily triple shirt is now also on the Amazon store. Mm, yeah just so you know it's yeah. moved there as well it's one of my favorite shirts we've ever done of course i wear it with pride it also is modeled <laughs> after the uh the, the speedo of the lotus just so you know data triple shirt is now up there so, so that's why we've done it is to make it all one-stop shopping all in one place no offense to blip shift but the other thing is they also have limited real estate on the stuff they offer eventually their stuff times out we wanted our stuff always available that's that answer mark
1: all right. There's a question from Big Ernie on Instagram. Would we do a review on the 2019 Accord Sport or the 2.0 with the manual? Yes, possibly. We're just starting to set up shoots for season five. What we generally think is about where that car's competitors would slot in and mm-hmm. then enthusiast uh, excitement, I will say, about that yeah. car. But that's could, ha- that's our thinking about each episode. We could pull a fast blast with that one, though. That'd yeah, go, yeah, yeah we could. We should We should, we should history, get but, in that yeah. car, as a matter of fact.
0: Uh, I have two Michaels to respond to. Their questions relate, both off of Instagram. One Michael Raymer and one Michael Morris. Hey, Michael, how are you? Uh, Do you guys ever get adjustment anxiety from Michael Raymer? You get in the car and there's so many options. This is pretty great. You can change this. You can change that. What is my suspension versus my steering versus? Do we get overwhelmed? Because I'm in, okay, I've got this set this way, but maybe I should have it. What if, you're right, it can be overwhelming. You have to own a car and you have to play with it. And it's going to take a while. And yes, some cars, you can you can set up so many things. It's absurd. Mm. I really I, – I do appreciate those automakers who are like, these are the parameters. We're going to do this. I do like those – these are the mm. settings. Yeah. I, yeah. I, but at the same time, there have been those times – the Civic Type R is a great example where I wanted to mix and match settings. I wanted the steering feel of the comfort setting, but I wanted the suspension setting of the race setting. <sighs> I, it's, it's an embarrassment of riches here. How, where do you go? And then Michael Morris asks, okay, talking about electronic stability control, he's headed to the ring for some fun. Say hello to RSR Force. We're headed there soon. Yes. Yes. What are the cars where their ESP, their electronic stability control doesn't interfere with the track situation? You can leave it on to save you. So you don't have a complete bonehead moment, but if you, if you leave it on, it doesn't disrupt and he's actually mentioning the fact that we did our original pilgrimage trip, original film. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I got so annoyed by the M235i in the rain on the track that I turned the stability control off and promptly spun the car. <laughs> Didn't hit anything, <laughs> by the way, but did spin the car. Uh, that was that was boneheaded use of track on my part and not anything to do with the car. You're just getting used um, to the
1: track. It was, it, I think it, it was the lap it was, one, it, right? was lap. Yeah. it was my first well, lap. It was my first lap. Just getting used right. to it.
0: Uh, Michael, I would say I really like those cars. I'll, I'll point out the Corvette. And Porsche as well. Those cars that have degrees where you have different layers of turning it off. The off on is the problem, generally. Hmm. The cars mm-hmm. that have degrees of it, like the, the current vet's got like five different settings. That can be a bit obnoxious. But you can you can gauge how much interruption do I want. Porsche's typically got a couple a couple of layers and uh, the vet does as well. You have to figure out cars that have got more than just an on
1: off. Couple over here from Michael Conti on uh, Facebook, actually, uh, reminding me about the illustrations and discussing design fundamentals about you know walking through various concepts or redesigning cars that are already out that we would rather like to see. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've discussed it on the podcast. I do need to do it. Thank you for the reminder. And also Andrew Peter Thane on Facebook. When are we going to review the Genesis G seventy? We are expecting it right now to be part of Season 5. Still yep. TBD, yep. still waiting for confirmation for that car, but uh, hopefully for Season 5. It's, it's on the be, list. It's on the schedule. We be stacked up don't against have a few. it fully locked down yet. Did you see this question from Clint Morris asking about the corrosive chemicals, i.e. salt mm-hmm. and all the stuff mm-hmm. that are put on the roadways in the winter mm-hmm. to melt the snow and ice? Are we going to get past that ever? Are we going to move past the chemicals so we mm-hmm. can actually drive our cars in the winter? Honestly... Colorado is a great state for this because I believe, somebody please correct me, they still just use sand. They don't really hmm. put down the salt or the magnesium stuff or whatever that is. I'm hoping the chemicals will continue to be refined to a point where they're not going to cause that. I, I don't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in the... <clears throat> The state that has the salt lake. There's yeah, we live by the no salt shortage. Lake. Yeah, they're of salt here. The stuff in front of you coming off that truck—that's salt. It's, just it's, so you know. Yeah, it just grinds me. I guess. <laughs> I, I've been behind, like splattering on my windshield. I've been in the expedition, going, okay. This, <laughs> it's this, the expedition. It's going to be oh, fine, man. Yeah, but yeah, I'd I'd love it to become that point if. I would actually consider driving came in in the winter with a set of wheel, winter wheels and tires mm-hmm. if we knew there was no stuff being put on the roadways. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as soon as the roadways aren't clear and somebody hits a patch of ice, that just opens it up. I, I don't yeah. see it ever ending. I see yeah. it proliferating. But hopefully mm-hmm. the chemicals will get better.
0: We'll see. Uh, Jesus said something on Instagram that, I man, I totally relate. He said, uh, I have a 50-mile commute to work. I don't relate to that. But he has a 50-mile commute to work. He says, the amount of people looking at their phones mm. while commuting, oh, yeah. is, it's shocking him. He said, now, <laughs> yeah. so many states have got laws and rules, and they'll give you tickets for this. He said, clearly, that's not working. It's not making any impact at all. What do we do? Mm. Uh, Jesus, here's here's my answer. And it, it, can this be implemented? Probably not. But here's my answer. The thing, I don't think, I don't think we're going to extricate any of us from our phones while we drive. It's Completely. As much as we can do campaigns and all this I just don't think sure, it's going to happen. sure. So I think what we have to do is we have to make sure – we have to make a system where the phone and the car know that they're in use together. And I'm going to go to the two that exist right now, Android Auto and Apple CarPlay. Yeah, yeah. I think systems like that should be required if you're going to have a phone in the car. You could do them aftermarket. you can see that. But the point is, you have to get into the car and you plug your phone into that system. And now you still have, hey, guess what? You got a text. Oh, by the way, here's your weather. Oh, here's all your music. But it's not in your hand and it can be voice activated. That's what those systems are great at. Anytime I'm in a car, Civic Type R keeps coming up. Anytime I'm in a car that has that system, I just sit here and go, this works because you don't have to, to, to do the campaign to try to get people to get off their phone, but you've taken it out of their hand. You have put it in such a way that it is less distracting for driving. I think those systems are the best solve so far. We'll see.
1: Yeah, I'm agree with that. Tim D Marsh on Instagram asks about pre-purchase inspections. Is it better to go to the dealer with, you know, not just any dealer, the car Mark, especially, and not the dealer that is selling the car, of course. But the same, the same marquee. Same sure, yeah, marquee. Yeah. Or just a full-on mechanic shop, an independent third-party mechanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My leanings generally are towards the mechanic shop. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times those service managers and mechanics break off and start their own business. They've mm-hmm. been factory trained and certified. I mean, they do that for Audi and Porsche. They'll yeah, break yeah, off. Yeah. And they've had the training. And they know now how to keep their skills sharp and you know all that kind of stuff. They're They're updated. But if it's a very, very new model, it's it's not a bad idea. I would just go to the mechanic because if you're going to buy the car, the mechanic's going to be straight with you. If you come back and you give them business, great. But the mechanic, I, I just really feel like they're going to be more chance of them being straight with you, I guess. I, not that they're not. I'm not pointing yeah. fingers in anybody but I, I lean towards a third party always
0: and I think you have to ask what's being done and actually somebody answered that question by saying uh, you can ask people the depth of their pre-purchase inspection some people are like yeah there's air in the tires and some people are actually involved I went to a Lotus dealer to get my Lotus pre-purchase inspected because I didn't know who would know the car well enough otherwise and the place that I found it like a 300 point really expensive I can't believe how many pages this is inspection which mm. was very helpful and I don't think I could have have found a a rant like uh, our local mechanic here that works on our Porsches Mm -hmm. I would take any Porsche to him I could have taken him a Lotus who looked at me
1: like I landed him a spaceship so yeah what are you what are you shopping for as well true guys thank you so much for all your questions there's so many more we've got to get to but we've got to wrap for now really really appreciate all your following along and uh, all your questions as I mentioned we're definitely looking forward to next time cheers everyone